All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Senate passes same-sex marriage bill. We have the story. Congress moves to prevent a rail strike. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A Missouri attorney and Kansas native has been nominated to become the next U.S. attorney in Kansas. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. A cold area of high pressure is across Kansas here early on. That makes for a chilly start to the day, but will gradually start warming up throughout the next several days. Our complete forecast is on the way. The Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act Tuesday evening. This bill would legalize gay marriage nationwide. Wisconsin Democratic Senator Tammy Baldwin is praising the Democratic and Republican lawmakers who worked to get the votes to pass the bill. I am so proud to stand beside um, a bipartisan group of leaders who made a commitment uh, to advance the Respect for Marriage Act. The House will now have to pass the bill before it reaches President Biden's desk. Congress is stepping into a labor dispute threatening to shut down the freight rail system. The House votes today on forcing a tentative labor agreement brokered by the White House earlier this year between a dozen union representatives and rail companies after the membership of four unions failed to ratify the deal. I don't like going against the ability of of, uh, unions to strike, but weighing the equities, we must avoid a strike. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi siding with President Biden, who is urging Congress to intervene. Still, it's unclear how wide support may be. Lawmakers from both parties are signaling concerns and say it's up to the parties involved to reach a settlement. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. A former Jackson County, Missouri assistant prosecutor and a North Newton native has been nominated to be the next U.S. attorney for Kansas. The White House announced the nomination of Kate Brubacher on Tuesday. Rubacher worked at the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office from 2016 to August 22, where she prosecuted homicide cases, helped with a federally funded restorative justice program, and worked on efforts to reduce gun violence. Rubacher is a 2010 graduate of Yale Law School. She also graduated from Yale Divinity School and Stafford University. Before working in Jackson County, she was an associate at the law firm Cooley LLP in New York City. The U.S. Senate must confirm her nomination. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Local governments are beginning to receive shares in federal court settlements of opioid abuse cases. Central County Commissioner Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. Now there's starting to be all these settlements from these major drug uh, disbursement and manufacturers. And so uh, we have received our first uh, disbursement and i think wichita might also it's got it's got rules about what you're supposed to do with it that would be opioid related uh, services and support meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen ted in the morning on knss 
President Biden traveled to Michigan discussing achievements nearly two years into his term. From the American Rescue Plan to the Infrastructure Law to the CHIPS Act, the president said a lot has been accomplished in two years. Speaking in Bay City, Michigan, he urged Americans to not be discouraged that results aren't immediate. It's going to accelerate in the months ahead and, and so many things you're going to find out what we've already done that we haven't been able to actually implement yet. We're in the process of doing it. The president said during his appearance in Michigan that he aims to ensure there are no more flints, a reference to the tainted water crisis in that city, as part of his infrastructure goals. Gernal Scott, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. In sports, we'll be taking a look at Shocker basketball last night, a game that went into overtime. We'll have that coming up in sports. Bird flu reported in Finney County in western Kansas. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Here's Ryan Spencer with Heartland Coin Gallery. Live local KNSS. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, 708, eight minutes past seven o'clock. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks says several cases of bird flu have been found in Finney County in western Kansas. Residents are urged not to touch or remove any dead birds or wild animals if the cause of death is not known. The dead birds should also be reported to the Garden City Police Department and Animal Control. Four teens kill an adult who disciplined them over their use of Instagram. Rock Hill, South Carolina police called the killing of 36-year-old Larry Ingram Jr., who was related to two of the teens, an execution. Police say Ingram took a computer away from the youngsters because he didn't like the way they were using Instagram. Three of the teens are 14, the other is 15. Police say they threw things at and kicked his apartment door to lure him into the hallway and then shot him in the back. And then a second time when he fell to the floor. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Twitter will no longer enforce a policy against false claims regarding COVID-19. Twitter users spotting a one-sentence change to the platform's rules reading effective November 23, 2022, Twitter is no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misleading information policy. The policy enacted in January 2020 prohibited false claims about COVID with more than 11,000 accounts suspended for violating rules and nearly 100,000 pieces of content removed. New Twitter chief Elon Musk had signaled interest to rolling back the platform's previous rules regarding misinformation. Public health officials fear ending the policy will lead to more false claims about the virus or the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. A caterer from Florida is being sued after allegedly serving marijuana-laced food at a wedding. A wedding guest is suing a caterer after she ate food served at the reception that she claims was laced with pot and caused her marijuana poisoning. Virginia Ann Taylor Sopota is suing for $30,000 in damages. She and other guests called police to report they were feeling sick and high after consuming the food in February, several reportedly taken to the hospital. Samples of the food served at the event tested positive for THC, an ingredient in marijuana. Both the bride, Danya Glennie, and caterer, Jocelyn Bryant, were arrested and are facing felony charges in the alleged food tampering. Sue Guzman, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7 11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. And a look at our traffic update here on the Wednesday morning commute. Once again, during the past half hour, we've had officials checking on the report of a road rage incident in North Wichita. Somebody had a gun involved in this as well, though it 
that was described as a disturbance with a weapon and road rage near in the northbound lanes of the canal route up near 21st Street. And then another site that might be associated with this case, officials checking out 17th and Oliver. That's been going on this morning, a road rage case in North Wichita. That is a traffic update. Here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Stephen Ted. How you guys doing? We're doing good. well. We got we got our heavier jackets on this morning. It's it's yeah. cold out there this morning. Yeah, you know what? That's a necessity, and I I feel like it's uh, you know we're in that time of year where anytime we have some slightly warmer days or it's a day where it's a little bit more on the mild side, it's windy. You know something is on the way, and that's exactly what happened yesterday as that front came through with those falling temperatures. Still feeling that chill in the air this morning, feeling a lot like winter time out there. So yeah, heavier coat definitely going to be a necessity. Not too bad by the time we get into the afternoon. 40s for highs, high 43 in Wichita. Still going to be chilly out there, but not as bad as those 30s that we fell down to yesterday. So it's all about baby steps when it comes to our next warm-up. Mostly sunny skies as well. We were able to see some of that cloud cover clear out yesterday, and we'll continue to see clear skies as we go through the day ahead. Just as the sun is going down, maybe a few more clouds moving in. Winds are also going to be a lot lighter as well, but beginning to pick back up out of the south tonight at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Now it's that stronger southerly flow. As our winds gradually pick back up, that will help us uh, warm back up over the next few days. We'll turn partly cloudy tonight. Mix of clouds and sun for your Thursday. Stronger wind gusts out of the south at 15 to 30 miles an hour, but a high of 51. So starting to get a little bit closer to average. For our Friday, this is when temperatures are going to peak 68 degrees, close to 70 in Wichita. Still experiencing some gusty winds, though, as our next system starts to roll through the plains. It does look like things are going to stay dry, but we will experience another drop in our temperatures. Going from near 70 on Friday down to 44 on Saturday. Right after that, though, quick jump of 10 degrees back up to 54 on Sunday, close to 60 on Monday with a high of 58. Still experiencing partly cloudy skies at this time with a breeze at times as well, but then back down to the 40s by Tuesday, possibly Wednesday as well. So bottom line, we have more ups and downs ahead with mainly dry conditions, and it's going to be windy at times as well, especially Thursday and Friday. Right now we're at 20 degrees with uh, fair skies, northwest wind at 8 miles an hour, and we still do have a bit of a wind chill. 20 degrees, but feels more like 10. Sounds like a real roller coaster ride for the next few days here. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. All right, thank you, Ron L. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Celebrate a decade in Delano Saturday, December 10th, from 11 to 7 at the Monarch with two new commemorative whiskey releases, special beers from local breweries, and new merchandise celebrating 10 years at the Monarch. 714 now, Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And we had a cloudy, breezy day across central Kansas Tuesday. Wichita's high temperature was 53 degrees. That was early in the day. Temperatures gradually falling throughout the day yesterday down into the, the 30s. Normal high for the date, by the way, 51. It got pretty close to normal and then began going the other way. Today is November 30th. And uh, it was on this date in uh, 1782, the United States and Britain signed preliminary peace articles in uh, Paris for ending the Revolutionary War. The Treaty of Paris was signed in September of 1783. Took a lot longer to do things in those days because you had to wait for the for the uh, mail to get back and forth over the Atlantic in a a process. 
And I don't. That took quite a while, several several weeks, I guess. But anyway, there you go. Date in history. Uh, a big birthday today. You mentioned this last hour. We mentioned it again. Former football and baseball player Bo Jackson, sixty years old today. Uh, what an interesting career he had. Ran for who? Who did he play for? Oakland. Played as for a, the Raiders. As a, as a Raiders as a running back. You looked at him. I don't want to mess with him. He was big. He was fast. Mm-hmm. And then he got he got in baseball. And he was also playing Major League Baseball at the same time right. for the Royals. What an athlete. What an athlete. In 1989, he hit 32 home runs and drove in 105. Good year. Yeah. A very good year. All right. It's uh, 7.15 now. Stephen 10. Let's see what's going on. I, I said uh, uh, my little Mazda tribute, which I've had since 2002. Yeah, you had a new. long time. And, and whenever anything's gone wrong with all the oil changes I've had done at the local dealer. and uh, But my shock, well, rear shock went out the other day. We talked about this. And then I had to get it repaired. I thought... I'm going to go someplace else. So I took it to Joy's Repair Shop. This is out on Tyler Road. It's been there since I was a, a kid. And uh, Mark took it on, and uh, we replaced the shock yesterday. What else did he do? I asked him to check the to change the oil, but he said, no, you don't need it yet. Really? All righty. So he was looking at a sticker. Maybe I was, good to go. Maybe he thought I was testing him. But he did, uh, he did winterize it. He, the antifreeze wasn't low enough, so he had to put some antifreeze in. And he winterized it up for me there, and um, what else did he do? Eh, changed an air filter. Anyway, uh, so far, I drove it to work this morning. Yep, and heater to go. Heater's working, and nice. so far, I'm, I'm satisfied. Uh, so, very good. And he, one thing he did, which, which I hadn't seen done before, but he went to, uh, I guess, CarMax and got a history of that vehicle. Right. I didn't know you could do that, but uh, he got to get online. Yeah, the service history went to about three pages. Single spaced mm-hmm. because I've had the car for twenty two years forever, yeah. But it was interesting to see, you know, I'd forgotten when I I put a battery in, which was just last year. In fact, the battery's just now a year old, so that that feel good about that in this winter weather. Should and a reminder, a kind of a reminder to our listeners out there, you know, if it's just that time of the year, if you haven't done it, you may want to you may want to take the old family truckster in and make sure the guy's got everything up to snuff on it. He did. And Mark did remind me the back tires are low, our the tread's almost gone, so I got to do something about that. Uh, last evening, uh, Shelly and I, just uh, as circumstances shook out, we we needed to, we we needed to eat supper out last night, and uh, we took our granddaughter Mary was with us. We went to Riverside Cafe out on West Central, and had uh, supper out there. It was good. I had breakfast, so. Uh, but uh, she, of course, she's uh, Mary is sixteen years old, one of the twins, and, and it was nice to have one of the grandkids just sitting there and just us, nobody else. We call it a one-on-one. But Where is that location? It's right out there at Central and Tyler, just a little Central bit west Tyler. of Central and Tyler. And I understand the, the old place in Riverside may open one of these days. There are a couple of obstacles that uh, the owner has to look at to try to get back. They had a big fire, you know, and trying to get that back open. That was that had been quite a favorite for, you know, business guys at lunchtime, people from, from business going there. But anyway, there you go, 718 Stephen Ted. Ted was busy last night at Cocorino working. He's a working man. Out there for the Shocker basketball game last night. Let's take a look at sports now with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, quite the game last night at Coke Arena. 7,400 fans on hand. Wichita State hosting undefeated Missouri out of the Southeastern Conference. And this one was pretty interesting. Back and forth at times. Each team had their sway. Wichita State went on a big 16-0 run in the second half to try to get things going their way and switch things. But the Shockers did have a 10-point lead with five minutes to go but could not hold on. Missouri came back down the stretch, 
The Shockers missed too many free throws. In fact, the Shockers missed three free throws in the final minute of regulation. You make any one of those and you win the game, it doesn't even go to overtime. Yeah. But it did go to overtime, and the Shockers just didn't ever have any juice in the extra period. Missouri beats the Shockers 88-84 in overtime. After the game, Shocker head coach Isaac Brown spoke with the play-by-play voice of the Shockers, Mike Kennedy. I just thought there were times where we gave them second shots, and when you're up nine like that, you got to value the basketball. You can't turn it over, and you just got to get to the free throw line and make free throws. Yeah, as well as you shot it, they had 17 more field goal attempts because of offensive rebounds and, and the turnover differential. That added up to 20 more possessions for them. Yeah, they got on the offensive glass. We didn't check. You know, you can't give a team like that that can score the basketball second shots, and we did that tonight. Yeah, and the Shockers will lament all those things that might have switched to switched the momentum and gotten going the other way. But Missouri had 16 steals, so that uh, did not work out well for the Shocks. Most steals by a Shocker opponent, by the way, in 29 years. Missouri also had 15 offensive rebounds. And starting with about a minute 40 to go in regulation, the Shockers then missed four straight shots, missed four free throws, and had a turnover. And that's how Missouri started kind of taking control of the game into the overtime period. Missouri 88, Shocks 84. Missouri is now 8-0 on the season. The Shockers fall to 4-3. The Shocker women will have Coke Arena tonight. Shocker ladies hosting Denver. The Pioneers making their first visit here to Wichita. Denver and the Shockers. That'll tip off at 6 o'clock tonight at Coke Arena. The Shocker women are going for their fifth win in a row. The K-State men are playing tonight as part of the Big 12 Big East battle. K-State is in Indianapolis at historic Hinkle Fieldhouse taking on the Butler Bulldogs. There are only 18 teams undefeated in college basketball. K-State is one of them. The Wildcats are off to a 6-0 start under their new head coach, Jerome Tang. That'll tip off at 5.30 p.m. in Indianapolis for K-State, trying to improve to 7-0 on the season in Indianapolis tonight. Indianapolis is also the opponent tonight in hockey for Wichita. The Wichita Thunder hosting the Indy Fuel, 7.05 downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. This is the only time these teams will meet for the entire season. So you got uh, Indianapolis, the Indy Fuel, and Wichita. 7.05 tonight in downtown Wichita. Juco men's basketball. Butler Community College is on the road tonight visiting 11th-ranked Coffeyville, a team that has not lost a home game yet this season. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of Butler basketball beginning at 7.15 p.m., and that is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. We'll talk pro football before that on KFH at 6 o'clock tonight, the weekly edition of the Chiefs Kingdom Show, hosted by the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Chiefs right now on a five-game winning streak and getting ready to play three straight games on the road starting at Cincinnati Sunday afternoon. Lots to talk about with the Chiefs tonight on the weekly Chiefs Kingdom Show. And speaking of the Chiefs, a very interesting birthday today of a guy that never played for the Kansas City Chiefs but had a huge impact on their fortunes. Cotton Davidson is 91 years old today. Who is Cotton Davidson? He was a, a line, defensive lineman he, No, Oakland? No. He was the original starting no. quarterback for the Dallas Texans, who would, of course, become the Kansas Cotton City Chiefs. Cotton Davidson, yeah. Huh? But then the, the Chiefs drafted a guy out of Purdue named Len Dawson. Yeah. All of a sudden, Cotton Davidson became expendable. <laughs> so the Chiefs traded him to the Oakland Raiders for the number one overall pick in the 1963 AFL draft. And then the Chiefs drafted a guy named Buck Buchanan at defensive tackle. (laughs) So it's all connected. Cotton Davidson goes away, in comes Len Dawson, and with that draft pick, you get Buck Buchanan. Cotton Davidson, 
<laughs> Never played for the Chiefs, but what an impact he had on that franchise. Sure it it's is. his birthday today. He's 91. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 723 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. Are you dealing with the stress of the holidays? That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 730 on a Wednesday morning, and it is cold, 20 degrees. Missouri has put a convicted killer to death. Kevin Johnson was given a lethal dose of pentobarbital on Missouri's death row for the 2005 murder of suburban St. Louis police officer Bill McEntee. Officer McEntee's widow, Mary, spoke after witnessing Johnson's execution. It took 17 years of grieving and pushing forward to get to this point today. This is something I hope no other family has to go through because you, t- you truly never forget or get over. Johnson chose not to make a final statement, but in emails sent to the Kansas City Star newspaper, said he was unconditionally sorry for his crimes. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Sedgwick County residents are getting their property tax bills to be paid by December 20th. Sedgwick County Commissioner Pete Meitner tells KNSS News what happens if you don't pay your taxes. You can go delinquent for a for a year or two, build up, you know, penalties and things like that. I think I think after year three, you get a notice. And if you really are serious about not paying, then then you go into the potential foreclosure world just for for tax sales. But those those are pretty drastic cases um, that ever happen like that. Meitzner commented during his weekly visit with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. The top transportation official in Kansas is stepping down. Transportation Secretary Julie Lorenz plans to return to private business, and her last day will be December 23rd. She plans to return to the private sector and says she's exploring opportunities. I'm talking to lots of firms, and I will uh, make a decision later. But right now, I'm really focused on between now and the end of the year, uh, wrapping up uh, a couple of projects and handing off to to staff, and we are well positioned for the future. KDOT Deputy Secretary Bert Morey also announced Tuesday his plans to retire after 30 years. Two men in Chicago with criminal histories have been arrested, charged with the murder and the death of a 12-year-old child. Nizarea Moore died after police say the car she was in was caught in gang-related crossfire. Malik Parrish and Abdul Ali were arrested Sunday and charged with murder. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown says Parrish and Ali are facing additional counts. Parrish uh, has also been charged with one felony count of possession of a stolen motor vehicle, and Ali has been charged with uh, an additional charge of felony aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. Both are no strangers to the system. Parrish has been arrested 11 times. Ali has been booked four times. Superintendent Brown says a third suspect is still on the run. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Hurricane season ends today after a troubling and turbulent summer. Forecasters at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration had predicted a high level of tropical activity in the Atlantic this year, and they weren't wrong. Their seasonal outlooks called for at least 14 named storms, and there were between 6 and 10 hurricanes, and there were 8. While they predicted 3 to 5 major cyclones, only 2 officially reached Category 3 or stronger. Hurricane Ian struck southwest Florida, causing $50 billion worth of damage and taking about 150 lives. Hurricane Fiona was the most costliest ever to hit Canada's maritime provinces. 
In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A cold area of high pressure is built into Kansas. That is bringing us a chilly start to our day. It'll be sunny throughout the afternoon with a high 42. Partly cloudy overnight, Tarlow near 30. Then we gradually start warming up tomorrow. Thursday will be windy with a high near 50, 67, and breezy Friday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a clear sky, a northwest wind at 8 miles per hour, and a chilly 20 degrees. Hatman Jacks has some great gift ideas this year. With over 50 brands to choose from, they're sure to find that cozy hat that will fit every lifestyle. Gift cards can be purchased at the store or give them a call. They'll drop one in the mail. Hatman Jacks at the clock tower. In Delano, 7.34 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And we'll tell you a little bit more about the weather that's been plaguing the south overnight. Parts of the southeast reporting tornadoes and other severe weather throughout Tuesday night and into this morning. Senior Fox meteorologist Janice Dean reports. At least 23 reports of tornadoes. Of course, they have to go out and assess the damage to see if indeed it was a tornado. We also have large hail and damaging wind reports. And then we have warnings happening right now. We also have the potential for severe thunderstorm warnings as well as hail and flash flooding occurring right now. The worst of the severe weather happened overnight last night. Still happening this morning. Things will start to calm down. We still have the potential for severe storms for parts of the panhandle of Florida up towards Georgia, but not the intense storms that we were forecasting this time yesterday. So some pretty bad weather going on, nasty weather down in the southeast. I've had seen no reports of any fatalities in relation to these storms, so I guess that's the good news. Uh, So some severe weather in the southeast part of the U.S. A man walked into a New York City Apple store and bought 300 iPhones only to get robbed minutes later. Police say the man bought 300 iPhone 13s from the city's flagship Apple store on East 58th Street. He was then robbed by two men who jumped out of a vehicle and demanded he hand over the bags. Police say the victim was punched in the nose while the thieves escaped with one bag containing 125 phones worth over $95,000. The Apple store says the man is a regular customer, who buys large quantities of phones to sell through his home business. So he had 300 iPhones, and the bad guys got away with quite a few of them, $95,000. Wow. Obviously, his uh, security measures are not uh, not too good. You know, you're in New York City. Somebody could be watching you, seeing what you're doing, and it could be an inside job. Hey, there's a guy who comes in this store all the time, <laughs> that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, that's an interesting story. That's from New York City. And the New York City Apple Store. Hey, a little traffic update for you. Oh, yeah, Just go heard ahead. Uh, they're concerned about somebody driving the wrong way on Kellogg near Woodlawn in a Mazda. So well, we've had so heads up. Got somebody going the wrong way on Kellogg near Woodlawn. How many reports have we had recently in the last? Yeah, few it happens weeks all the time. Of people driving the wrong way. How do you get to the wrong? How there's no way you can do that unless you go down the ramp and turn around and come back the wrong. way. That's amazing. Somebody's doing it. Are they impaired or something? Could be impaired, I guess. That's interesting because we had, I know we had a, a serious accident, if not a fatality, the other day. Somebody went the wrong way, slammed into a couple of mm-hmm. trees right down there at that same area. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right, Ted. A, uh, a Walmart employee who survived the mass shooting at a store in Virginia has filed a $50 million lawsuit against the company. Employee Danya Piolo 
claims in her lawsuit that Walmart continued to employ the shooter who had known propensities for violence, threats, and strange behavior. The lawsuit was filed Tuesday in Chesapeake Circuit Court. Walmart, which is headquartered in Arkansas, of course, did not immediately respond to a request seeking comment. Priolo's suit alleges that she has experienced post-traumatic stress disorder from witnessing the rampage in the store's break room. <laughs> I guess so. Police said that store supervisor, uh, Andre, Andre, Andre Bing, fatally shot six employees and wounded several others. Police said he died at the scene from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Another case of somebody, uh, who, an employee going off the deep end. And her suit says somebody should have known it. Somebody should have done something about it. Well, there you go. Well, you can't do that until somebody actually does something. Well, the truth is, Ted. That's how Walmart, it's always been. And, and we, can't, we can't try the case on the air. But the truth is, uh, yeah, unless they do something really bad and, you know, they're kind of hamstrung as a, as, a, as a business. What can you do? Yeah, we all know people that are weird. Mm-hmm. And how weird like, are And they? you know, hey, that person's, they're off their rocker, but you can't do anything until they actually do something. Yeah. And it's sad when the, that thing they actually do is they kill people. Yeah, and that's what this case is going to be all about, I guess. 7.39 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, this is a Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Ted, December is here tomorrow, which, of course, means it's Christmas. Yeah. Advent, the Christmas season is upon us. People are decorating trees. I haven't got Shelly and I don't have ours put up with yet. We, we're, you know, we're kind of sluggish on that anymore. It's kind of a chore. When the kids were little, it was a lot of fun. But <laughs> we'll get it out. It's in the garage, and we'll get it up and get to get the decorations up. And people in the Riverside neighborhood where we live, a lot of them starting to put decorations out, stringing some lights and so forth in their houses outside. And somebody around the corner's got a great big old Grinch over there. An inflatable Grinch, and like all inflatable Grinches, it's over. It's over on its, its side. Over, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the Grinch uh, not only is grumpy, but he can't stand up very well. You need to decorate your tree like the Cary Grant method, and the Bishop's wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's decorated. Yeah. I, I love that scene because <laughs> it's in black and white. You can't you can't tell how pretty the tree is. It's being you know, it's being done by an angel for crying yeah. out loud, right? Takes about three seconds yeah. to get the whole tree. The lights up. are perfect. He's got one thing I noticed that he hang he had hung uh, the old uh, icicles on there, which was yeah aluminum uh, little streamers. We used to do that when I was a kid. I don't think oh, they yeah. do that anymore. Have you seen those? I don't. Oh yeah, you can, those, can yeah. you do it? Okay, but you're right. Back when I was a kid, that was a must. That yeah, was yeah, very labor intensive. And at school, you made those strings of. Cut out papers, put together in little mm-hmm. rings. And oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always a good touch. And we were decorating with uh, my daughter and, and her kids the other night. And I, I asked her, have you got, the, when my mom was older in her home, I bought her, we bought her a, this this Christ, little, uh, Christmas tree with little lights in it that she could just put on the table there, you know, ceramic. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you still have that? And Stacy said, no, I got broken. So that, ah. but uh, a little treasure went away. And we were talking about, the, the This is something that was a great conversation. The little things, that it's an apparatus with four candles. Yeah. And the little wheel turns, and there's an angel on top going yeah. around. What is that called? And Shelly well, and I, I have no idea what said, that thing's called. It's not just a candle uh, carousel or something. It's a name for it. Yeah, there's and some Shelley, sort of. Shelly came up with it. It's Swedish, and then it's called a glockenspiel. Okay. I thought a glockenspiel was a musical instrument. It is. Well, I guess these are chimes, so. 
the Glockenspiel. I can, I don't see those anymore. But that was kind of a Christmas thing. Did you have anything like that? Did you have a Glockenspiel at your house? I don't think so. Uh, we never had that. <clears throat> the other thing I can remember from my very first Christmas, and I don't know where this has gone. Mom had a little round Santa Claus candle, about about as big as a little smaller than a bowling ball, maybe. And I don't know where that thing, never lit it because it was a, an ornament, but I don't know where that went. Yet, either. all these years later, you remember it. I remember it. Yep. Remember the lights with the little bubbles that went up? In oh, them? Yeah. those were classic. All right. Christmas season's upon us. And, of course, if, in, in case you're interested out there, let's see, one, today, third, third. There's only about three shopping days left till my birthday, Ted. You were getting close. <laughs> <laughs> this is birthday week. <laughs> birthday week. We always have fun with it. All right. 7.42 now, Steve and Ted coming up to Wichita Business Journal update this morning. China given green light to manufacture a new aircraft that challenges Boeing and Airbus. That's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stephen's Head of the Morning, KNSS 746 on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball, Missouri 88, Wichita State 84 in overtime. Two. Severe weather across the south. 23 tornado sightings with damage reported. One. Senate passes same-sex marriage protection bill. The measure moves on to the House now. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. And a traffic update here on the Wednesday morning commute. We do have very slow-moving traffic, southbound lanes of the of I-135, heading onto the ramp on the eastbound K-96. So some heavy traffic there, slowing things down up near the north junction, as you would kind of usually see at this time on a weekday morning. KNSS traffic update brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Located downtown at Market and Waterman. You can also go online to carlstire.com. It is your home for complete car care, Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Sunny today with a high of 42 degrees, partly cloudy and cool tonight. The overnight low 28. Thursday, sunny and breezy. Tomorrow's high 50 degrees. Now a clear sky, northwest wind at 8 miles per hour and 20 degrees. Celebrate a decade in Delano Saturday, December 10th from 11 to 7 at the Monarch with two new commemorative whiskey releases special beers from local breweries, and new merchandise. Celebrating 10 years at the Monarch. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stocks ended mixed Tuesday as investors await the Fed chair's speech today. Shares of Apple down for the second day in a row on fears that COVID shutdowns in China will hit iPhone production. Technology, communication services, and consumer discretionary sectors were down. Energy and industrial sectors traded higher. Meanwhile, economic news mixed as home prices fell for the third straight month, but higher year over year, up 10.4% in September. Consumer confidence slipping slightly in October. 
In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. And let's the Dow closed up three points. <laughs> S&P down six and NASDAQ down 66. And let's get a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. The narrow-body aircraft China hopes will eventually break the duopoly enjoyed by Boeing and Airbus has been given the green light to begin mass production, according to a report from Reuters. China's aviation regulator has awarded production certification to the new C-919. That's China's homegrown passenger jet built by Commercial Aviation Corp. of China. And that follows type certification for the new airliner in late September, with China Eastern Airlines expected to receive the first C-919 before the end of the year. One of the biggest defense wins in the history of Spirit Aerosystems is set for its global debut The Northrop Grumman B-21 Raider bomber will be rolled out Friday at an event in Palmdale, California, in partnership with the U.S. Air Force. While the aircraft won't fly, first test flight is not expected until next year, the invitation-only rollout will give the aerospace defense industry its first look at the first new American bomber in more than 30 years. It will also be a first look at Spirit's handiwork on the B-21, a program so secretive that, to date, the local suppliers' specific responsibilities on the program have not been disclosed. Two financial moves finalized just before Thanksgiving, helping Spirit Aerosystems make good on third-quarter vows to help shore up portions of its balance sheet heading into a slower-than-expected 2023. Spirit says it has closed on a $900 million debt offering, one it had previously increased by $100 million while concurrently refinancing existing loans of $594 million. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. U.S. consumer confidence fell for the second straight month in November amid ongoing high inflation, rising interest rates, and layoff announcements by several large tech companies. Conference Board reported Tuesday that its consumer confidence index fell to 100.2 this month, down from 102.2 in October. So... Yep, there's no question uh, the economy's having some problems right now. But for, for now, unemployment rate's staying low. And what that will happen to that after after the Christmas rush, we don't know. But uh, it's just that time of the year when a lot of people take temporary work. And, uh, you know, it's the Christmas season. My wife has always said that uh, she loves to rap. She loves to rap, rap presents. She doesn't like a rap singer. She likes to rap presents. And she does a great job, and she's very meticulous about it. She's always said over the years, you know, I'd like to take a part-time job at Christmas uh, in one of the department stores, a Dillard's or someplace, just wrapping, wrapping gifts all day. And I said, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, but she, she wouldn't mind doing it. But I guess she's decided over the past few years that those, those knees of her that had to be replaced, it wouldn't be good standing around uh, standing on her knees. She, and, she'd be great. And she's decided that she's not, not going to do that. Oh, okay. Okay. She's just going to be at home She's wrapping all your presents. Home wrapping the many, many presents that we receive, that I receive every year. And, and we've talked about this before. I'm terrible at it. Now, Mom taught me when I was a kid how to do it with, you know, folding, you know. So I can do it. But they always look terrible when I get done. I don't know what it is. But you're pretty good at it, aren't you, Ted? Yeah. I mean, we talked about that. You take some time and really do something with it. You know, sometimes I'll put a little, you know, a, one of those store-bought bows and Clamp that on there. Mm-hmm. Just to add a little something to it. Yep, it always helps. I'm not great at wrapping presents. Today is uh, National Personal Space Day. National Personal Space yeah. Day. Promotes kindness toward sensitivities and supports healing and self-protection by recognizing everyone's right to decide when and how to be touched. That sounds like a lot of 
baloney. Being touched can hurt, you know. Many bacteria and viruses can harm you. You need to maintain your personal space. Of course, okay. we kind of found out about that during the pandemic. You know, that that, that uh, rule or suggestion you need to keep six feet between you and other people. I've always observed that rule. It's Personally, I always away. felt like I'd like to keep about four miles between me and another person. I don't like to be around crowds. Mm. You had a, yeah, they called it social distancing. Yeah, social distancing. I've done it all my life because, yeah. because I'm just not a very friendly person. But how about uh, the crowds that, you know, of course, you went endured this basketball season as a PA announcer out there for Shocker Basketball when nobody was there, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the, the crowds have come back. How was the crowd last night on a school night, a work night? 7,400. Yeah. A little it, disappointing. Would have liked to have seen a bigger crowd since undefeated Missouri well, was the you, opponent. You had a, an opponent there that uh, really promised to be a, a – uh, a very strong basketball team to watch. And like I said, you would think it would be a little more. But uh, as I said, this is a, a work in town. And, uh, <laughs> but if the Shockers are playing well enough, that doesn't matter. They'll, they'll fill the place. All right. Well, we'll talk about more of that in uh, sports coming up here in a few minutes with Steve and Ted. All right. It's uh, 7.55 now here on this Wednesday morning. And we're inviting you to stay with us. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted, as always. Got a lot of things planned for you in the 8 o'clock hour. Same-sex marriage bill has passed the Senate and is headed to the House. That's the top of our news this morning. Of course, Ted has the latest sports, as always. Yeah, we'll hit the Shocker basketball game last night. Undefeated K-State playing tonight. We'll have that coming up in sports. All right, plus entertainment news. The Blur is coming up, too. Yes, we'll get you all your entertainment news, including a huge music day in this day in history. It's all coming up. That'll be at 835 this morning. And we have traffic and weather on the way. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.